0: Hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders-Blackman with another episode of One Slide at a Time. Um, but in fact, we're not going to do our typical one slide at a time. I am going to focus on one particular topic, but it I have to admit, it takes more than one slide to actually illustrate this. So if you're listening to the, the podcast and happen to be on a mobile device where you're not actually seeing the slides, um, this particular one I would say at some point make sure you go online and actually look at the slides and also there's going to be a link in the description that will take you to the PDF. Because this particular one is about the different ways of splitting stories. It's a continuation of our last episode where I talk about taking your acceptance criteria and as you populate your acceptance criteria, look for ways to split it, slice it, and specifically slicing and splitting it in a vertical way. So this is just kind of a, a build up of the last three or four topics, and conversations, and this one is going to give you some other ways to slice. On the last episode, i give you about four or five different ways that are pretty common, and you'll probably 75% of the time use those five, but sometimes you'll get in situations where those five just don't fit. Those, again, were focused on data or business rules or process steps, um, interfaces, and those are all great, but you also need to have some options when it's a little bit more complicated um, and it's not as straightforward. And or, for example, it's more of a technical or back-end story. You can't necessarily use interfaces and data and process. And so I just want to acknowledge that and give you some, some other tips. So there are probably all told, based on my experience, about 21 different ways to, to split a story. And one of the things that I do from a practical perspective is it takes both the business aspect, and it takes the technical point of view as well as testing. So I often use kind of a a triangle uh, approach to when we're trying to determine what's the best way to split a story. And I make sure that all three of those perspectives are represented. Because from a business perspective, there might be a way to slice a story But technically, it might be at odds. Uh, On the other hand, you might split a story and you think you're making the story smaller, but in fact, maybe you're actually increasing the level of effort from a testing perspective. So, putting those, making sure that you have at least representation from all three of those perspectives is very important and then from there there may be others doesn't just have to be a closed triangle you can invite others uh, because sometimes you may need your designer there or your security so it's all relative but let me take you through a couple of examples and then i think that you'll start to get the hang of it and then can just reference the Job aid that I'm going to share with you, which again is a series of the slides that have the 20 to 21 different ways to split a story. The main thing that you're trying to do, and and just giving it kind of put it in perspective, is imagine you have a body of work, and this body of work, a story, it's it's a pretty it's pretty large, and that's the reason why we're splitting it. And imagine that you're able to bring on a new teammate. There's somebody available. As a matter of fact, imagine you could clone yourself. So there's no doubt they're they're capable and they're a capable developer and, and have the same knowledge level that you have. And so now there's an the opportunity for you to split this body of work you um, may be splitting it down the middle it may be it and maybe um, yeah, splitting it 75-25 and maybe splitting it 60-40. But some form of a, a split where that person can work on it in parallel. That's basically what we mean when we talk about story splitting. You're taking a big piece of work and you're splitting it. But in most cases, it might not be a second person that you're going to hand it off to. It might just mean we're going to do a Of this piece now and that piece later and in some cases you may identify that this piece is mandatory the other piece is optional so this is the 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 reason and the approach and the mindset for splitting a story and I dare say any big body of work there is some way to split it that again doesn't increase the level of effort and that works with and works well uh, for both development, the business, and for for testing. And I'll give you an example. So let's, let's use a real world example. The, the first one is taking a condition, what we call a, a condition. So uh, I'm going to read the story. The story is as a customer, I want to create an order and pay for the order using a credit card, so that I can get something to eat. Okay. So as a customer, so let's let's look at that. And this one, the and gives it away. Create an order and a and and pay for the order. So. We can create a story for create order, and then we can create a story for pay for order. Now, in some cases, you may say, oh, they go together. They have to go together. Therefore, they have to be one body of work. Well, not necessarily. Maybe you can create the order, but then pay at time of pickup. So those two can be created separately. And as a matter of fact, you may want to release the create order sooner, let customers use it, react to it. The the customer's reactions to creating an order is going to be totally different and separate to their reaction to paying for the order. All of these help you see that you're testing the idea of splitting this, just looking at the and and separating it into two different things and testing to see... Does that work, and is that the best uh, approach for splitting this particular story? I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. Absolutely. Okay, let's look at another scenario where we are looking at, and this is similar to what we talked about with the process flow. This one's workflow. So as a customer, I want to create an order so that I can have something to eat. Well, there's no and there. It's just one verb really, and, and the verb is it points us to what we're trying to accomplish, what we want to, to do, what feature. Um, so create an order. But when you start to kind of peel it back, there's a lot to creating an order. So to create an order, first of all, you've got to search the menu. so you've got to make the menu available to the customer, you've got to display it, you've got to allow them to select items, you've got to allow them to select the quantity, Um, you've got to give them the opportunity to review because they might add or delete and then have the opportunity to submit or finalize. So, was anybody counting? That was about five different user stories based on the idea of create an order. the technique there is look for that verb and see if it's ambiguous. Start to ask and, and question and brainstorm with your, your team. What do we mean by create? What does that mean? And then as people start calling things out, you now see that there are multiple layers to that one ask. And therefore, we can break this up into multiple stories. Okay? Okay. Are you starting to get the hang of it? (laughs) Well, we've got time for just a a couple of more. Let's talk about splitting based on um, operations. Um, So this particular one, as a restaurant owner, I want to manage my restaurant profile so that people can order from my restaurant. So... Again, that word profile. Manage my restaurant profile. What is all entail in managing your profile? Well, in the study of uh, data, data analysis, there is a mnemonic, a very uh, popular mnemonic called CRUD. Some of you may have heard of it. C R U D CRUD. CRUD. And what CRUD represents is create, read, update, delete. These are, by and large, the four key things that you do to a body of uh, or bucket of data. So, the bucket here is the restaurant profile. So, you want to create the profile, you want to read or view. That's another word when you're reading, you're viewing the restaurant profile, you want to update the customer or the restaurant profile. And you at some point may want to delete a restaurant profile. Let's say this is some app that lists all the different uh, restaurants like Yelp. So those are the things that you need to do to your restaurant profile. So CRUD is just a nice mnemonic to think about. When you have a new uh, bucket of work, the, the question is, is okay, take CRUD and apply it. And there you have at least four, that's just a starting point, four uh, stories up under that umbrella or theme of managed Restaurant. All right? See, maybe now you're, you're you're getting the hang of it. I'm going to start to go a little uh, quicker with some of the other follow-up examples because you'll find these in the job aid that's available in the link in the detail of this podcast. Um, another example is the zero, one, and many scenario. So... Let's say, for example, you're placing an order. A restaurant, as a a, uh, restaurant patron, I want to place an order. Well, in placing the order, there is a a range from, you might want to place an order with one item. You might want to place an order with many items. Um, And you might want to test the boundary And see what happens after you try and place an order with zero items. These all can be separate tests. One of the things you even heard me say previously is test the most common scenario. And for example, in this case, the most common thing might be to order one item. And let's make sure that we can be successful in ordering one item one meal and if that's successful then in our next iteration or our next sprint we just start ordering multiple items and moving them in and out and changing the uh, quantity and then last you can test that outer boundary something that won't happen that often but you still want to make sure that it can be successful and that would be testing with zero items All right, the other piece is another uh, way of looking and slicing is look at the major effort and the minor effort. There may be one particular piece that once you do the major effort, then the other pieces, when you do the subsequent stories that are split off of it, it's a lot easier. So for example, when um, processing credit cards and knowing that you're going to process multiple types of credit cards, there might be American Express, there might be Visa, there might be Discover, and then there's there's MasterCard. Well, based on industry data and, and requirements, American Express is probably the most complex So your fourth story, if you focus on American Express, it's kind of like if you can write the code for American Express, then MasterCard, Visa, and Discover, when you do those and subsequent stories or sprints, it'll be able to capitalize about what you've already learned from the American Express perspective. All of these, I, we continue to go through and talk about variations on on data, data boundaries, uh, interface uh, variations. Um, you might write a story that has to be used in different types of browsers. And in that each browser requires a different tweaking of the code. But that doesn't have to be one story, even though it's one function. Uh, each, there could be a separate story for each one of those browsers. They each stand alone, and they don't even all have to be done in the same time frame or within the same release. Okay. And then talking about the um, deferred qualities. What are the, the those things that absolutely are part of the required aspect of the the system and what are those things that are optional. Um, For example, if you were collecting information about customers, making sure you have a primary phone number um, is required. Having a secondary or work phone number or backup phone number, that's a nice to have, but we might just want to carve out and focus on what is the main feature that has to go out in the initial release. It's very much a matter of being a a minimalist in the agile way of thinking. I'm picking one last one um, just to, to, to speak from is those areas which are today manual um, that you're looking to automate, um, and that's that. This is another piece of it: is that it doesn't mean that you have to re- in in one story address everything that's manual. You can take a story and take a particular piece of it and automate that piece and the subsequent slices can still remain manual until you prioritize those items in the backlog. And a prime example is is what I said even earlier, it kind of related to um, making an order versus a payment. Maybe today they take the order manually. There's a human uh, involved. And then there's the automate. I mean, I'm sorry. There's the manual acceptance of the payment. You don't have to do those two together. You can automate the ordering process, and then they can come in and pay it in person, um, and or vice versa. Maybe you take the order, and then send them a text link. And they can pay for the the order on a secured uh, text link. So, just it's it does take some thinking out of the box. Um, it, it you really have to kind of challenge yourself because it's so easy to make an assumption that each piece goes together and cannot be separated and separated for the purposes of building. Yes, they'll come back together for the, uh, oftentimes the deployment or the release. Um, that's a given, but but separating out from a planning perspective and from a uh, building perspective, uh, and the opportunity to create these small slices and test them, and to demo them, and to get feedback and reaction before building the whole. So, this is, this is again, a deep dive focus on story splitting. I think you're really going to like the, the job aid that I'm going to share with you. Um, and just continue to, to stay tuned. This isn't the last, I'm sure, that I'll be talking about story splitting and the various nuances. So again, thank you for joining.